0: Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now to the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey what's up everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I am glad that you have downloaded this episode. We'll just dive right in. This is my week 11 recap. On the other side of the recap, I'll give you my week 12 locks for this week, and we'll get started. And man, I haven't actually fared too well in making my predictions for my week weekly top five locks for like the last couple weeks. This week, I went two and three. It was a pretty rough week for me. In the ACC, I had my beloved NC State Wolfpack over Wake Forest and they ended up losing this game 45 to 42. I am heartbroken. I feel a little let down. I mean, I'm going to be real with you. NC State's my my team, my squad. This was this season right in front of us, right in front of NC State for the taking to win the Atlantic. They still potentially could do that, but it's not looking looking good. And NC State had the opportunity to win against Wake Forest, to control somewhat of its own destiny, and they came up a little bit short. The Wolfpack are now just 1-9 straight up against Wake Forest when traveling to Winston-Salem since 2001. So on the road, they are just 1-9 in the last 10 games. I, this is a heartbreaker. There's no other way to say it. There's no other way to describe it. It just sucks. You know, it was a slugfest. It definitely was a slugfest offensively. I enjoyed watching the fireworks but it just hurts that nc state just came up a little short wake forest now only needs one win out of their last two games to secure the division and punch their ticket to the acc championship game in this matchup against nc state and wake forest these two quarterbacks are really good quarterbacks they actually didn't have their best performance this weekend but wake forest's quarterback sam hartman did enough To lead his team to a victory, the quarterback threw for 290 yards on 20 for 47 passing with three touchdowns and three interceptions. He also accounted for one rushing touchdown for the Demon Deacon, so he held on. He led this team to a victory. There are moments in this game where it looked like NC State was going to run away with it. There are moments in this game when it looked like Wake Forest was going to run away with it, but... Overall, you know, I'm disappointed in the outcome, but I am proud for some of the players on NC State for really giving it their all. I mean, it seemed like everyone was hustling, but NC State just was just a little too short. They came up short in this game. The Wake Forest defense had some huge stops. They also came up with three turnovers against NC State. The Wolfpack shot themselves in the foot with the penalties. You know, I'm not a big fan of the penalties. And the Wolfpack racked up 14 penalties, 14 for over 119 yards. So that's a lot of penalties that can make the difference in a game as close as this one. It surely did. But shout out to players such as Zonovan Knight, who had a pair of electrifying kickoff returns, including a 100-yard return for a touchdown, which helped keep NC State in this game. He had two touchdowns, or two returns in particular, that really sparked this offense for NC State. And that second one, where he went 100 yards for a touchdown return, really helped keep NC State in this game. Shout out to the kickoff return team. Great blocking on all of the returns for for Zonovan Knight this weekend. Anytime you see a run like that on special teams, man, it makes you feel good. It electrifies you. It pumps you up. I was rocking all the way out in Philly. I was so jacked for that return and the fact that NC State showed some signs of life that they may have a shot to win this game. And it just it still didn't matter in the end. They came up three points short. And man, it's uh that's unfortunate, man. I also want to call out NC State wide receivers Amika Amezi and Devin Carter. They each had two touchdowns in this game. They caught balls for over a hundred yards each respectively. So these guys offensively were doing everything they could to keep them in the game but Wake Forest just proved to be too much. So Wake Forest, I believe they play Clemson this weekend, and then they end the season with Boston College. They just need to win one of those games, and they punch their ticket to the ACC championship game. So all hope is not lost. There's a a shot that NC State can still win out and still win the Atlantic. But they need Clemson to beat Wake Forest, and I believe Wake Forest is going on the road to Clemson and Clemson's got some insane streak right now like 45 game win streak something like that at home uh, I I wish them luck but Wake Forest looks good I mean they look like Clemson would look offensively Clemson is certainly not themselves this season this is a rare a rare uh, Clemson team that we've seen I mean we've gotten so used to them blowing out teams to being so dominant each week. And and this year, it seems like they've hit reality. They're back to reality, so to speak. We'll see what happens there. But there's a shot that Wake Forest could lose out. Boston College is playing really well now. That Phil Jerkovic is back. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that NC State could win out. But I don't feel comfortable in the fact they had opportunities to control their own destiny this season, and they blew it. They lost to Miami, they lost to Wake Forest, and I never feel comfortable when somebody else can control my fate, and that's exactly what is happening to NC State right now. They have to pretty much wait and see what Wake Forest does against these other teams, and that's never a comfortable feeling. We'll see what happens. A heartbreaking loss for me and my NC State Wolfpack, but there will be better days ahead. In the Big 12, we had Oklahoma over Baylor. This was also a loss for me this week. The Sooners had their seven-game win streak over Baylor. Snap this weekend, they had previously won the last seven games over BU, dating back to November 14, 2015, by an average of 13.5 points. The Sooners saved their worst offensive performance of the season for this matchup against Baylor. Through nine games of this season, the Sooners actually averaged 477 total yards per game. The Baylor defense did a great job limiting the Sooners offense in this particular game this past weekend. They held the OU offense to only 260 total yards. So hats off to the Baylor Bears. They really did a great job controlling, limiting that explosive Oklahoma offense. Quarterback for the Sooners. Caleb Williams threw two picks in this game. He was sacked five times. He did not have a good performance at all. Spencer Rattler actually showed up, I think, towards the end of the game and got some time, but yikes. Caleb Williams not having one of his better days this past weekend against Baylor. Baylor's running attack, by comparison, had a great day offensively. As a unit, they had a field day over the Sooners, As a team, they rushed for 296 yards. Running back Abram Smith rushed for 148 yards on 20 carries. And Jerry Bohannon ran for 107 yards on 9 carries with 2 touchdowns. So the Baylor Bears got it done on the ground. Almost 300 total yards of offense rushing. That's, That's ridiculous. So I got a loss there in the Big 12. In the Big Ten, I did get a victory. I got Wisconsin over Northwestern. Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern, by a score of 35-7. to As I predicted last week, Wisconsin had a field day rushing the ball over Chicago's Big Ten team. Running back for Wisconsin, Braylon Allen, rushed for 173 yards on 25 carries with three touchdowns. Allen has now rushed for over 100 yards in six straight games. So Wisconsin continues to get it done on the ground. They have a history of great running backs. And maybe Braylon Allen is another guy that is etching his name into the history books for Wisconsin someday. He's only a freshman, so he's got some time. He is the first Wisconsin true freshman to run for at least 100 yards in six consecutive games since Anthony Davis in 2001. Allen improved his season rushing total to 834 yards. So that is a great performance by Mr. Braylon Allen. Great win for the Wisconsin Badgers. The Northwestern Wildcats are now riding a four-game losing streak. And if they aren't careful, they could drop the last two games of the season. One against Purdue, which is pretty hot against good teams. I mean, they they get up for those ranked games against ranked Big Ten opponents. I would think Purdue should handle the Cats' no problem Wildcats are not looking good this season and then Northwestern has a season finale against Illinois that could be that could be a tough game this year Illinois has got some good wins on the resume this season. It's sad though because Northwestern they are in the bottom of the Big Ten West standings after winning the West in 2020. so they're kind of bipolar uh, these last few seasons. I think in 2019 they had a pretty dismal season as well they they were they, I think they went three and nine or something like that. So Northwestern is a crazy, crazy team. It's a crazy division in the Big Ten, the Big Ten West is. So tough break for Northwestern this season. But by comparison, Wisconsin sits atop the Big Ten West standings at the moment. They are tied with Iowa for first place. Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota have some games coming up here. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens down the stretch in the Big Ten West because... It's anybody's ball game right now. Minnesota is in the driver's seat, but Wisconsin and Iowa are right there. Anybody could finish this thing out and win the Big Ten West out of those three teams. Then in the Pac-12, I had Utah over Arizona. This was a victory for me this week. Utah got the 38-29 to 29 victory over Arizona. Utah rolled over the Wildcats in this game. The offense accounted for 468 total yards, while the defense had three sacks and seven tackle for losses. So, shout out to Utah this week. Then in the SEC, I had South Carolina over Missouri. This was a loss for me. South Carolina had played really well. They got that upset victory over the Florida Gators the week prior. I thought South Carolina would have enough momentum, enough juice to get the victory against Missouri this week and become bowl eligible. But it wasn't meant to be for the Gamecocks. Missouri, though, had a a great day rushing the ball. It was a big rushing day. For Tyler Beatty, who rushed 34 times for 209 yards and a touchdown, his monster rushing performance helped Missouri stave off South Carolina's fourth quarter charge to defeat the Gamecocks 31-28. So great victory for Missouri. Unfortunately, it's a loss for South Carolina, Loss loss for, for me and my weekly locks uh, that I make each week. So I went 2-3 this weekend. Overall, when making these straight-up predictions, I am 37-18. Let's try to get it right this upcoming weekend. But before I do that, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. The Cherry Picking Podcast will be right back after a short break. Hey, guys. Mike here, a friend from the podcast of Chibli's Playground. It's a podcast about board games, pasta, and a whole lot of fun. You can find out about sweet new games that are coming out, sweet old games that have been out for a while, and the best favorites. Who knows? Someone might even get a golden hoodie. Matt, tell them where you can find them. Uh, you can find us at uh, Chibli's Podcast at Twitter and Instagram. And also you can find us on uh Wow, you guys nailed it. Good job, good job. Ah. Nailed it. Ah. I got an IMDb page, so... Want to know what life is really like after the game is all over? Real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on After Orange Slices. Even if you don't like sports, pro athletes, former college stars, celebrities, coaches, public speakers, doctors, and all kinds of experts, join the show, and there's a little bit of something for everybody. Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration, plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Real quick before I get into my week 12 locks, I did want to share some other news that happened this week, and of course, if you were a college football fan, you know about the huge upset that Kansas had over Texas this past weekend. The Kansas Jayhawks went on the road to Austin, Texas. They beat the Longhorns by a score of 57-56 to 56 in overtime. Shout out to Kansas, man. They are doing the damn thing. They've been playing hard all season. Despite the record, and despite them being Kansas, and what you know of Kansas in recent history, Kansas played hard against Texas this past weekend, and I'm glad they are rewarded with the victory over the Longhorns, who seem to be going in the wrong direction. The Jayhawks earned its first Big 12 win since October 26th, 2019 against Texas Tech when Kansas beat the Red Raiders 37 to 34 quarterback Jalen Daniels hit fullback Jared Casey this guy was a walk-on who hadn't caught a pass the entire season comes up with arguably the biggest play of Kansas's season thus far he scored a touchdown it was a scrambling throw for a two-point conversion I'm sorry it wasn't a touchdown it was a two-point conversion in overtime. And Kansas stunned Texas 57-56, to 56, which helped snap the Jayhawks' 8-game losing streak this season. And a 56-game losing streak in the Big 12 road contest has stretched back all the way to 2008. I was still in college then. I am a grown man now. It's crazy. Kansas was a 31-point underdog coming into this game. This marks the largest spread upset ever in Big 12 conference game history. The Jayhawks had never won a game against Texas in Austin in the series' history, entering Saturday 0-9 in those games. So shout out to the Kansas Jayhawks. They get it done. That's a bright spot this season. I mean, they're not going to go bowling. They're not going to be talked about each week. They're not a playoff team. But the fact that they were able to get this victory over Texas, that's got to feel good. You're going on the road in Texas, and you upset the Longhorns. And, and I get it. Texas is not good, but that's still a big win. I mean, this Texas team probably had a roster full of four- and five-star players. I saw something online that Kansas only had one five-star player on their roster. So it's it's like David versus Goliath. The little guy's beating the big guy. The fact that Kansas went in, got a victory. They've been playing hard all season, man. They really have been. They almost beat Oklahoma. They gave Oklahoma a shock several weeks ago. But Kansas never gave up. And I want to see if Lance Leopold can turn this program around. I want to see if Kansas can build something there. Only time will tell. But shout out to the Jayhawks for getting that victory. I'm sorry that I pick you in my top five locks to lose every week. I didn't pick you in this game because maybe deep down I thought Kansas would have a shot to win this game. I don't know. But that is great news from this past weekend. Hopefully you saw the social media posts that were online about this because it was pretty interesting and pretty fun to watch. So shout out to the Jayhawks and Jared Casey, who is the stud of the weekend and probably stud of the season for Kansas. I mean, that's awesome. Real quick before we get out of here, I'll give you my Week 12 locks. In the ACC, I'm taking Notre Dame over Georgia Tech. Brian Kelly, the head coach of the Irish, will look to get his 10th win of the season this weekend with a victory over Georgia Tech. With that victory, he will have achieved his 7th 10-win season out of 12 seasons that he's been at the helm in South Bend. A 9-1 record right now is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that's great because I did not think that they would have that record when I was making my predictions in the preseason. But the fact that they did what they had to do, they take care of business pretty much every week. A nine and one record against their opponents is awesome. I think if they played Cincinnati today, they probably would beat Cincinnati. So maybe they'll get their shot in the playoffs potentially if Notre Dame is able to luck out and get in there. But shout out to Brian Kelly and his squad for holding it down this season, Notre Dame over Georgia Tech this weekend in week twelve action. In the Big 12, I'm taking West Virginia over Texas. The visitor in this series has won four of the last five meetings. Texas goes on the road to Morgantown for this game. Hopefully, history is on their side this weekend. However, I think West Virginia gets the victory. Even though West Virginia is 2-3 in the last five meetings, Texas is currently on a five-game skid, and I think a loss to West Virginia would be the final nail in the coffin for this season. I will be interested to see what happens interested to see what type of effort texas brings out in their matchup against west virginia but i think the mountaineers beat the longhorns this weekend then in the big 10 i'm taking penn state over ruckers did you know penn state leads this series 29 wins to two losses with the last loss coming back in 1988 i was like two years old then and i'm a grown man now so that's crazy In the Pac-12, I'm taking UCLA over USC. I think UCLA gets a victory this weekend. USC is not the USC that we've known in recent history. They are kind of going in the wrong direction. I think UCLA gets that victory this weekend. A big win for uh, Chip Kelly, if he can get it. So UCLA over USC. Then in the SEC, I'm taking Auburn over South Carolina. The Tigers travel to Columbia, South Carolina for the second straight season. And are looking for revenge after last season's 30 to 22 loss so i'm taking the auburn tigers over the gamecocks so real quick here i'll read it back to you all my week 12 locks in the acc notre dame over georgia tech in the big 12 west virginia over texas in the big 10 penn state over Rutgers. in the pac-12 ucla over usc and in the sec auburn over south carolina So we'll try to get five wins this weekend. We'll see if it can happen. But what an exciting weekend of college football in Week 11. It sucks that my NC State Wolfpack lost. I'm hoping that they have a shot to still win the Atlantic with a little bit of prayer, a little bit of faith, a little bit of luck. It might happen. And shout out to the Kansas Jayhawks for getting a huge win against the Texas Longhorns on the road in Austin. That's awesome. Week 12 is shaping up to be a fun weekend as well. There's a lot of games on the slate here. There's still a lot of important matchups here down the stretch that will determine the conference winners. So stay glued to your seat. Stay glued to the action. And it should be a fun weekend. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you for downloading this episode. Have a great week. And let's enjoy some college football this Saturday. With that, I bid you farewell. Talk to you soon. Take care, y'all. Peace. Shout out to Kansas, man. They are doing the damn thing. They've been playing hard all season. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickinsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickingsports gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.